0: a previously hostile nation comes into negotiations bearing gifts, or a business competitor brings news of a promising deal and offers a handshake, or uh, perhaps a a husband comes home with a bunch of flowers, and in these instances we might say they came bearing an olive branch. Uh, An olive branch says, I'm at peace with you. Hostilities have ceased. Let a new age begin. Uh, There are different theories about why an olive branch means this, but I think the flood story might just explain it. Here's Genesis chapter 7 from verse 17. For 40 days the flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. The waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than fifteen cubits. Every living thing that moved on land perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, and the creatures that swarm over over the earth, and all mankind. Everything on dry land, and that had the breath of life in its nostrils, died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left, and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for a hundred and fifty days. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heavens had been closed, and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days, the water had gone down. And on the seventeenth day of the seventh month, the ark came to the rest, to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the tenth month, and on the first day of the tenth month, the tops of the mountains became visible." After 40 days, Noah opened a window that he had made in the ark, and he sent out a raven. And it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove could find nowhere to perch, because there was water all over the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days, and again he sent out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the waters had receded from the earth. Uh, Did you notice how no other human being is mentioned here in the flood story? Uh, Noah has seven other people with him in the ark. There's his wife, and there are his three sons and their wives. Um, But they are not really mentioned. They have gathered themselves to Noah, hidden themselves in Noah, and because God remembers Noah, they are kept safe. Only Noah is mentioned, really. Only Noah is left, and those with him in the ark. So really, it's all about the salvation of the one righteous man, Noah, and all those who are gathered to him, both people and animals. And so it is with Jesus Christ, you know, God looks at this world and he sees no justification for this world whatsoever. There is no justification, no excuse, no justification for this world in its sin. There's no justification for me and for you. But there is Jesus. There is the one man, There is the one righteous one. He alone can justify the existence of this world. He alone can justify your existence and mine. He steps forward to justify the world. And he goes to the cross where God's justice overwhelms him. But only he can survive such a judgment. And survive it he does. On Easter Sunday he rises up again and he, the righteous man, comes through judgment. Along with all of those who have hidden themselves in him. As it is with Noah... So it is with Jesus. But what about this dove that's mentioned with the olive branch? What is the olive branch all about? Well, both the dove and the olive, with its oil, are associated with the Holy Spirit in the Bible. The Holy Spirit appears as a dove at Jesus' baptism, and olive oil is a symbol of the Spirit in many places in the Bible. So the dove with an olive branch is a real sign of the Spirit. Why are we reminded of the Spirit? Well, think of that ark. There they are, huddled together, hiding in the righteous man, Noah. But it looks pretty bleak. Forty days of rain, 150 days of floodwaters. They must have been wondering, will we really come through the judgment? Will there really be life on the other side of all this death? Yes. And that's what the Spirit assures us of. You see, the Spirit brings to us the life and hope of Jesus, and especially the Spirit brings us the life and hope of Jesus' future Think of how the family on the ark feel as the dove flies back from the new land. There it is, carrying a token of the oil-filled tree. He brings back something of the future into the present. Here is the first fruits of new creation life. What a reassurance to all who have gathered to Noah, the Righteous One. Now all those who have hidden themselves in the safe place, they now have a token, a guarantee of new creation life. When they see this olive branch, they know that there is a future beyond the judgment of God, and they can rejoice. It's the same for us. We have gathered to Jesus, the Righteous One, and we might worry. We might worry because life still looks pretty bleak. Will we really make it through the judgment and into God's new world? You know what we need? We need an olive branch. Like the warring nat- nation that receives terms of peace. Like the, like the wife that sees the husband bringing the bunch of flowers. You know what? God brings us an olive branch. And those who have hidden themselves in Christ, God gives us His Spirit as a sign that we are at peace and as a guarantee of Christ's future, that His future will be our future. As 2 Corinthians 1 verse 22 says, God has put His Spirit into our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Will we really come through the judgment? Will there really be life on the other side of this death? Well, look to the righteous one, Christ. He holds the future. You are safe with Him. And look to the Spirit, God's guarantee of this coming glory. He is God's olive branch, telling you, I am at peace with you, hostilities have ceased, let the new age begin.